You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome back to The Chosen Ones and Other Tropes, where I ask two published authors about their favorite tropes and the ones that make them want to cry. Um, you know The Hunger Games? And yeah. how I do know The, the Hunger cat- Games. I've heard of it. Yeah, you do know them. Yeah. That little, that little. <laughs> Essentially, what the Dursleys do to him is not parenting, it's child abuse. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, mansplaining a bit to you now, Nia. It's fine. Uh, where... <laughs> it might be familiar to you. <laughs> Not as fun, though, is it? <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Boring. <laughs> Super depressing. <laughs> Neville. It's just not. It's never going to be him. Yeah, Neville. Just, she shouldn't have done that. Stop trying to make Neville happen. Stalking for <laughs> love or stalking for romance, which I learned was the proper thing, the way that people talk about this. Mm-hmm. I also saw a video called um, The Harmless Peeping Tom, which I thought was an oh, in- interesting. interesting subsection of oh this. Oh my God. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not harmless. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange sort of creepy trope, which, which weirdly, like having looked into this, really flies under the radar. Um, I, I was shocked going into this, looking back at things that I've read or watched from like years ago, like when I was really young and just being like, oh my God, it that does happen in this. Like it, it's, it's almost every like rom-com that's ever been written pretty much. This is where like, obviously a character usually presented as nice uh, or like a decent person acts in a way that should be throwing up a lot of um, red flags, um, like following someone around, watching them from afar, uh, researching them from for, for more than is like casually acceptable. Uh, and it's often like weirdly easy to miss the fact that these characters are not nearly as nice um, or romantic as mm-hmm. they are presented. So um, let's chuck it over to um, Na- Naomi. You haven't you haven't been first in the ring for a while. <laughs> Tell us what you think. So, I think the trope, personally (laughs) to me, has two parties, the stalker and the stalky. And my toxic trait is that I quite like the stalker because um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm psychologically fascinated by them as a character. Like, Mm. why do they do it? What makes them do it? Why do they tick that way? That's interesting, I think. Not that I'm condoning the behaviour, by the way. Um, and that's my problem with the trope is that when, so the stalky, um, you know, you can get two types, people who are absolutely disgusted by it and people who completely normalise it. And when somebody normalises it, that's when I have a problem with it. Um, yes. So, yeah, so you get the, the, the stalky, because obviously the stalker is not normal <laughs> and the, their behaviour is not acceptable and it's not flattering. And when the stalky decides that it is flattering and that they're romantically interested in someone who does that, I'm just like, no. So there you go. That's my two cents. Yeah. I think the, yeah. And the big issue is that the, especially in movies, I think through the sort of early 2000s, this was a huge issue yeah. with romantic comedies where the, the the character that was doing the stalking it was never presented as 
like this person is a stalker, like this person is doing very unhealthy things for for both them and the person they're stalking. Mm -hmm. One of the examples I had, which kind of really covers this in detail is um, there's something about Mary with Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz. And Mm -hmm. it's like, the weirdest thing about that, and you you, you were talking about how it's like um, when the person the being stalked sort of acknowledges it as romantic and and gives it a thumbs up that's like really weird and like that's where it really goes to pieces and Mm -hmm. there's something about mary there's actually a love triangle where two of them are like effectively like stalking this girl and they're both the protagonist and the other one who was presented as the antagonist are both being very manipulative and creepy and like watching her and like doing too many shady things but mm-hmm. one of them is presented as romantic and the other is presented as um like not and like right. that's that's a real issue it's they're both bad you know yeah what I mean? they're both bad neither <laughs> is justifiable yeah yeah exactly melissa what do you think i was saying to you guys just before we started recording that this is like one of don't, don't get me wrong i obviously do so much research before logging on actually usually i don't because i like to just let the tropes sort of lead me to oh I can immediately think of something but sometimes mm-hmm. I have to do a little bit of research if I'm not quite sure about the trope and we try and use the way that the tropes phrase like in the fandom like you were saying at the beginning this one I could think of a million examples immediately. <laughs> yeah that was quite good. frightening like I didn't have to look up anything I didn't have to refresh my memory of anything I knew exactly what it was talking about and yeah I think that's exactly it isn't it it's the problem is if there was a bit of character development with somebody who say is doing well-intentioned stalking, romantic stalking, and they learned the error of their ways, perhaps it mm-hmm. wouldn't be such a tricky one that wouldn't make you feel so icky when we're talking about it. But the problem is it's not actually usually any character arc for the stalker. It's usually in a lot of the bad examples I can think of the stalky being absolutely fine with it and being mm-hmm. like, Oh no, it's fine. You're allowed to do that because you're clearly so in love with me. Yeah. Like the obvious example being twilight. Yeah. He's watching her sleep. He's following her. He's literally <sighs> telling her, I want to murder you. Yeah. You smell so good. I can't keep away from you. And she's like, I'm chill with that. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. And it's just like, no, Bella, please. <laughs> Come Get on, a clue. <laughs> yeah. It's very upsetting. Um, yeah. So it's really difficult. I certainly am interested to hear if there are any actual well-intentioned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't even know. I freak out even saying the sentence. So I couldn't think of a single good example where it was either good character development or it wasn't just condoning essentially illegal or dangerous behavior yeah. if it yeah. was in real life. Yeah. Well, in mm. Twilight, also Jacob also stalks her. Mm. They both stalk her. Um, it's be- because Jacob a lot. Jacob watches her sometimes as well, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Isn't there? There's some part during the whole sequence where he's like, "Oh, I, I was watching you and keeping an eye on you because love." When he's a wolf, he follows yeah. her to that meadow and stuff because obviously they're they're tracking the vampires. But you know, <laughs> obviously <laughs> Jacob's like, "Hey guys, I've just got random thought. Why don't we go to this meadow?" Yeah, just, I don't know why. I just thought about mm. it. Oh, look, a vampire! <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> But as well, though, Edward acknowledges, like, you know, in Midnight Sun, because obviously that got released, like, however many years later. Yeah. He, he acknowledges the fact that his behavior is creepy. Um, and that just right. feels like... That. Is that lampshading? Yes, where it you, is lampshading. You, you're like, yeah, I, the thing. 
And then you're like, okay, doesn't so mean you cover a plot hole with something that sorry, yeah, like, okay, because you're self aware yeah. of it. It's oh, yeah, the characters that, aware that they're it. doing a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, because so obviously he did these things back in like what 2005, and it was a lot more socially <laughs> acceptable. And now you're getting the book from his point of view, and it's like that is not acceptable. 12, 15 years later, um, and so uh, yeah, the editor was probably like, you have to acknowledge that this isn't healthy, and so he did. But then obviously he still carried on doing it. So, yeah, exactly. Way to learn. (laughs) Is that worse? Maybe it's worse. I think that is worse. You know, you're doing a bad thing. Yeah. He just, he needs therapy, is what he needs. Yeah, that's Um, true. Going back to, you were saying that there's obviously there's two people involved in this there's a stalker and the the person being stalked. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's, and then there's uh, within that, there's actually, I think there's kind of like two versions of that um, relationship because. And I'll just say it up front, based on all the examples I've looked at, it's not exclusive, but it's almost always. And yep. the I think the different situations of that relationship is where the 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 person being stalked, usually a woman, is um, sometimes is unaware of the fact that she's being stalked or pursued in that kind of way. That's like in there's something about Mary. She's just kind of living her life in many ways, <laughs> just kind of going about yeah. uh, her day to day. And I thought an interesting one there as well was uh, wedding crashes. Is is he does this where he literally like follows her, goes to stay with her for the week. He let goes and charms her dad. He gets invited to the family house or something for the weekend yeah. and stuff. Um, and then the the other one was is there's uh, another version of that where the person being stalked is actually aware that the that the the person is like has strong feelings for them and they have rejected them on and and said mm-hmm. no and kind of, or just like displayed a general lack of interest and that one i think is in some ways worse because whilst it's better that the stalker is upfront and like hello i would like to um take you out on a date or whatever um a lot of those stories present the idea that if that person then continue just persists and keeps nagging eventually they'll yeah. wear down the 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 person being they're, they're they're kind of pursuing and and then it'll be suddenly everything prior to that will be seen as romantic yeah mm. like in the notebook with yeah, exactly ryan, with ryan gosling yeah which yeah. is known as like one of the most romantic exactly. stories yeah. and it's like yeah. well you know I, I was not a fan of that when watching it and I did upset a lot of the other ladies in the room with did me you? who'd seen it a million times and I had seen it and I called out the stalking and upset it, a few people it is yeah it's not good and then 10 things I hate about you mm. um, a lot of those um, the, 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 the classic high school you must the taming of the shrew kind of retelling stuff uh, right. like she's the man as well both the both the female characters in that are like go away leave me alone what are you doing oh yeah yeah and they just the the male character just persists and persists and persists and it's it's just really toxic there's um in uh i don't know why this comes up a lot i don't know why it's like weirdly scored into my memory but this means war with reese witherspoon yes i was thinking about that when you're talking about this um (laughs) something about mary Hmm. yeah but there's literally a and this is like um, I think this is this happens in in a bunch of movies as well. This is the only one I could think of where I could get the kind of quote for it. But there's literally a scene where um, Chris 
pine is like so like pressing reese witherspoon so much where i think she he's like asking her out asking her out and she just wants him to go away and i think she literally says if i say yes will you leave yeah oh god (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like why would she still go on that date i know that's the same thing with the notebook it's like just he was going to threaten to kill himself just say yes to stop him doing that and then renege <laughs> it's really easy <laughs> <laughs> leave leave and it's always oh, what i don't like about it as well is it's usually not always i was going to say always but actually i've just thought of 50 shades of gray and he's not a nice guy no he's not. usually <laughs> like a nice guy trope folded in isn't it like yeah. well he's really nice so it doesn't really matter that he's stalking you yeah it's mm-hmm. like justified he's actually yeah. really nice guy i mean because then i suddenly thought yeah dr christian gray literally puts a tracker <gasps> on the phone I that he know. buys for anastasia and illegally tracks her so that he can turn up when she's drinking drinks with her mother and stop him from drink stop her from drinking oh my goodness yeah <laughs> so it's really really grim when you say it out loud like that it's just, <laughs> that is so bad it sounds like a, a reddit post you know but that i think that also shows there's a tied into this is like it can be in some like it can be a more kind of voyeuristic thing but right. There's definitely, so that's a really good example where the stalker exhibits sort of very um, possessive behavior. Like yeah. they treat the person as if they are theirs, even though obviously there's no, you know, there's no reason, there's no consent, there's no acceptance of any kind of like bond in, in that way. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. One that came to mind for me when we were, when I was researching this one was uh, Peep Show. Do you guys watch that? I've seen odd seasons of Peach, so yeah. I've seen, yeah. I've seen episodes of Peach. Do you know what you know when you've seen just episodes of a certain show, but you yeah. never really followed the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's two roommates, isn't it? Mark and Jez. And they, yeah. there's a kind of like a, a bit of an odd tone to the whole show anyway, but it's kind of comedic. Um, but Mark in particular is very odd when it comes to women. And there's one woman in his office that he really fancies called Sophie. And he like he does stalk her, he hacks into her emails. Um and reads what she thinks about him and then tries to change himself to suit what she what she's saying she wants to her friends. Mm. And then like he he makes sure he's on the same bus as her, like when they go home. And like um just the way that he like s- just single-handedly inserts himself into her life is really, really toxic. And then they both end up miserable because of it, you know? It's 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 yeah. really it's it's so strange and like that kind of comedy angle that, that it's trying to have is actually really really depressing <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's definitely a, but the, the peep show has like a, a sort of like dep- depressing reality to undertone yeah. to the whole thing right yeah I even mean, from the way it's filmed yeah it's so it's so odd isn't it it's just really designed to make you feel uncomfortable it does <laughs> on a similar trend um groundhog day I was thinking of Groundhog Day. Yeah, mm. with Groundhog Day. It's, it, and it's a similar kind of thing, but we much more extreme because he doesn't just yeah. hack into... I mean, I don't know how much... To be honest, if you hacked into my emails, you would learn absolutely nothing <laughs> I about know, me. I was thinking that too. <laughs> you would just think, wow, this guy's really good on top of his uh, schedule. Maybe my WhatsApp, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Groundhog Day, I thought, was a was a mm. interesting example of this. And then I went down a rabbit hole of like, oh, there's like a kind of... There's kind of a genre of of time travel romance things that do this trope. Oh, so obviously, yeah. Groundhog uh, Day, he's, he's basically stalking her by... by um, it, like it only you can only do this in these kind of um, repeating Luke, time yeah. mm. stories where he's 
basically trial and erroring how to yes. make her fall in love with him. <laughs> but he does it twice. Like he does it with a woman in the diner, like a rando. And he asks her, like, who was your like second grade teacher? And what where did you go to school? And then the next yeah. day he's like, Oh hey, we were in the same class together with Mrs. Blardy Blar in second grade. Do you remember? And he like he he like obviously manipulative yeah yes yes grim and then then it's like almost that's like a warm-up for how he then goes to andy mcdowell trying to do the same information but obviously he doesn't get very far with her because she doesn't want to do it so yeah but but eventually like they does get what he wants exactly yeah and 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 then it's presented as oh look how much he's grown look how much like yeah but he mm. only did that because he gave up yeah he was like oh i can't be bothered anymore and then he was like oh whatever i'll just you know i'll just be nice now i guess i don't know Mm. he was like reward yeah it, it's it, the issue is often like rewarded for doing after doing all the bad stuff yeah exactly like that's the thing i worry about most and obviously usually it's a man stalking a woman but i was thinking has anyone seen um crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah i was i was going to mention so it at the end literally that was the plot of crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> is her like stalking, stalking a guy across america that she literally went on like three dates that's with how it starts 15. right yeah, that's how it opens. Yeah. Is it? She meets it. She meets Josh in New York, and he says he's moving back home to West Covina. And she like had a date with him in summer camp or something when she was a teenager. And she thinks, brilliant, I'll just follow him to West Covina, and he'll <laughs> fall in love with me. But what I do, to be fair, like about Crazy Ex Girlfriend, the clues in the title obviously is super mm-hmm. ironic, and she does have character development from it, which is what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Like she has, she learns that she's got um, borderline personality disorder. She takes better care of her mental health. Mm-hmm. She gets stalked herself and pushes her stalker off the roof and it's like this whole <laughs> it's like obviously all played for laughs but also it's got like this serious undertone of mental health and she yeah. doesn't end up with any of the guys at the end she works on herself so this is what i'm talking about if you have a stalker that has like mental growth then maybe it's an interesting character arc and flaw for them to have even though it's a very grim flaw mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. if you're not doing that and they're just being rewarded she is not rewarded rebecca is not rewarded no. in crazy ex-girlfriend everything keeps going wrong whilst she's obsessing over mm. these boys like it, it, the, everything goes wrong for her she is not rewarded for those she's only rewarded when she focuses on herself and stops stalking people yeah waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah. It does. It does feel like that show specifically, I, there, there must have been discussions all like while she was right. Because I think she, the, the main actor is also the writer. Yeah. Rachel um, Bloom. Yeah. She... I, I I'd be surprised if she wasn't fully like considering this trope. While 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 yes, I the think so. Of this, it feels like she literally took this trope and was like, "I'm going to absolutely flip this on its head. I'm going to do exactly. a whole yeah, show about this do and a gender like, flip. Yeah, yeah, and try exactly. and try and fix it. And it also for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's also a musical. You probably wouldn't have got that from Melissa's description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is musical. Yeah, <laughs> and it ends with her like investing in her music, which is a really nice sort of yeah. tangent. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. It's good, yeah. That was my one, like, this is the only good thumbs up. Well, debatably, I have another one, but we'll, we'll do that later. Oh, nice. <laughs> I wanted to do the, the the time thing, Groundhog Day. The There's like a, there's a, a yeah, a little group of these, because I, I also thought about time, 
with yeah, Rachel McAdams time. and stuff. And yeah. that's presented as pure romance, um, where he goes back and makes a few choice yeah. changes oh, in the right yes. place at the right time. You're yeah. right. Yeah, Time Traveler's wife does that as well. They stalk yeah. each other, depending she's on how got, old they are. She's in all three movies. Rachel McAdams. <laughs> She is, yeah. She loves this trope. She loves being stalked. That's so weird. Then I thought that then I mentioned this one in one of our other episodes, and I couldn't remember what the name was. I think we were talking about Groundhog Day, and I said, "Oh, there was a more modern movie," and 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 I looked it up uh, called "When We First Met" in 2018, and it's about a guy. It's um, Adam Devine from Pitch Perfect, uh, or workaholics, depending on what you like, Um, and it's about him and his. I think he, he, his like best friend who he's always been in love with gets engaged, but he's like, oh no, I don't want this to happen. And he discovers, a, I can't remember, there's a way he, he basically goes back in time and he goes back and he basically does the Groundhog Day thing, but through their kind of teen years um, to try and get her to fall in love with him, which is obviously bad. And I was like, how could you make this movie in 2018? Um, what I, I, I looked up the summary for it because I'd not seen it, but I watched up the, I, I wanted to know like what the conclusion was. And whilst they, they do try and subvert the trope, um, cause it, the, it does end up with him starting a new relationship with somebody else and sort of realizing that this is not the way to go. This is not what he should be doing. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so there is growth there. So thumbs up. So we, we, we'll get onto the, like, does growth justify it? But like, it's so problematic that he spent so long. Bear in mind, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. And the most of the runtime is him trying to get his friend, you know, there's a yeah. whole other level of betrayal there to fall in love with him when they're younger. And like without her knowledge, because it's because it's like time travel, obviously there's no knowledge from her that he's doing this. Obviously no consent either. And then when he does finally decide to move on, is it just because like, he didn't he couldn't get it to work the way he wanted to or like <laughs> when he did get it he was like actually yeah it's not as good as i thought it would be it's you know so what i mean hard, yeah. yeah it feels that way doesn't it it's like yeah you grew but at what cost <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's this get out clause of time loop stories like that because like the people who you're messing with obviously don't remember because they're reset every yes. day yeah. and it's like well you didn't really harm that person then because they reset and so it's okay and that's just not the case because the person who was doing the messing or stalking obviously does know. And yeah, there's yeah, a power imbalance because yeah. they know stuff that you don't. It's manipulation and gaslighting. Still, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. How would imagine? Imagine like take Groundhog Day as an easy example. Imagine then being in that relationship. Not for her. For her, it would seem pretty. It would be like, wow, he had a complete change of heart. It wouldn't be too in like. But for him. Having lived all of those days, having been rejected by her so many times, how weird would it be for him to be in that relationship? Yeah. Knowing that he kind of cheated his way into it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he has to live with that near the end. It's a funny movie because he does kind of accept that, okay, we're just meant to be friends. And then obviously he gets her in the end. So that like there yeah. is growth there, I think, but it's still very, very creepy. Yeah. Again, it's like growth at what cost? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it really count? If you again, not really paying for it either. Like usually in most stories, there is a moral aspect of if you do something wrong, you'll have to pay for it at some point. 
even yeah. if it, it gets alleviated by somebody else saying, no, it's okay, you've learned your lesson, you don't have to pay for this. You, there is still a moral cost and there just isn't in these things. Mm. Yeah, and who's to say when he, at the end of the, at the end of Groundhog Day, who's to say when he, when he's like, okay, let's just be friends. And he's kind of like, in quotes, given up. And then that's when she shows interest in him. Who's yeah. to say that then he's like, oh, and then you, he, he can just forget about everything that happened previously. Cause that's like a, that could be a false positive for him where he's like, oh, yeah. figured it out. Nailed it. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. So, um, I, and I mentioned it in the introduction, um, and we would we we touched on how much this crosses over with nice guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, in some ways, I think with nice guys, it's worse than with if it's like with a bad boy. Not like neither's good, but <laughs> it's not great. If you, if you present a character as like a little bit unhinged, a little bit shady, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but. They are kind of a creep, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, whereas if you present them as a nice guy, you're, there's a part of you that's kind of like, "Why are you trying to tell me that this person is doing a hell, like a nice thing, yeah, when they're not?" You know. And mm. inside of that, I, there's this there's a subsection. Like, there's a really good YouTube video um, on it called "Harmless Peeping Peeping Toms," mm. which and then this happened way more. And oh, this doesn't happen as much um nowadays as, as far as i'm aware and i think that's the same as this whole trope happens a lot less um but i think it still happens but this yeah. specifically is the harmless peeping tom i think in, in older sort of television shows and movies where a character would f- be in an, in a situation where they would see uh, another character in a, like a compromised position or more often than not yes. like showering or getting changed and it would yeah. be like a very celebrated moment it would be mm-hmm. like a oh my god mum get the camera like they'd tap their friends on the shoulder and be like oh my god guys look, 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 look. and they'd all just watch as like yeah this person was like and it was always in i think it happens in um spider-man he like sees mary jane through the window across the street and it, like I think some, something about Mary has a whole scene about it. I remember it happening in stuff like Smallville where he just happened to see like uh, Lana changing or something like that. And they would just sit their eyes like wide, like, you know, uh, cartoon style, like yeah. hits the floor. And it, and it was always like a celebrated moment. I think that's, yeah. it's like crazy that we were like, oh, wow. Whereas like, it should be, it should be like, I understand the human instinct where it's like, can't take your eyes off that thing. But it should be like okay well play like a creepy tone on the music here because this is a creepy thing that's happening yeah Yeah. they're still watching yeah 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 exactly Mm -hmm. which i think they do quite a good job of maybe trying to steer away from that in uh you because whenever he catches (laughs) his victims and he's spying on them and they're doing something very private he just he just gets on with his own private thing yet he's in the middle of the street under his coat and it's like, oh, okay, you're actually going to show oh, us you're being yeah. creepy in a way yeah. I kind of appreciate. Yeah. Because I know that Penn Badgley says when people talk to him about that show, a lot of a lot of women, which is terrifying because Penn Badgley's not a bad looking guy, are like, oh, but I think Joe means well. And he's like, no, please, please, Joe is a bad it's, person. It's yeah. scary Joe is awful. how much yeah. he has to remind people about that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I'm yeah. kind of glad they show those moments where it's not, he is just being, he does something that is like repulsive to the viewer and i'm like yes yeah there we go (laughs) i was gonna say i think he is a really good example though of uh someone having something psychologically mentally wrong with them 
Um, I mean, yeah. You know, so like, <laughs> you know, like a lot of stalkers like uh, are presented as a nice guy and they're just doing it for romantic oh, Like yes. normal people, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, like normal people, thank you. Whereas he is presented as someone, no, no, he is actually, he, he's a sociopath or whatever. Yeah. You know? That's why I was going to say it was this, it was you, um, Caroline Kepner's is you and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Those were my two where, where I was going to say like, oh, do you think this ever works? These are the only two that I can think it works in. One, because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a subversion of the trope which is like designed to highlight this trope and say what's wrong with yeah. it and say what how you how you know how you can help people and then you is obviously like the point of view character is the villain like yeah. he is despicable and cruel and, and sick and it's like obviously this trope this character trait works with him like mm. because he's just a horrible he is a very creepy and disturbed man it's very hard to give this trait to a hero and for it to feel right yeah, exactly. Right. And it, it's it's in you as well, though. The the woman that he stalks back, she doesn't know that he's doing all that, what he's doing. She doesn't know that he's putting a lot of yeah. levers in her life. So that's quite a good as well in the sense that she's not accepting of it. She's not normalizing his behavior. No, that's very true. Yeah, and then and and then that happens in in like with his subsequent victims most of the time as well. And then they they usually. Um, they usually find out at a certain point and that's when everything gets, that's when yeah. everything gets. Basically when he can stop, when he's, when, when the illusion like is gone and he can't hide it anymore. That's, well, actually, no, no, not with love. <laughs> no, I was going to say, love was like, thank goodness, another stalker. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. But he gets punished though still. He gets punished yeah. in his own way, doesn't he? So even with love, he then gets trapped. Like he very, yeah. very quickly it falls out of love with love. He's yeah. like, mm, I'm not sure actually I want to be here now. It's been exposed to me and she's accepting my stalking. I don't like it. Yeah, so he just get punished in his true. own personal way, not perhaps in the way that the viewer, if you're watching the series, would like that's him really to be punished. Point. Yeah. He is getting punished. He always feels hard done by Joe. Yeah. He does. He also that the there's they build on it as as you kind of get through the series. But he, it, there's very much an element of he had a very disturbed childhood where he yeah. was like abused and and, and a victim. Um, I quite like that. Like, um, <laughs> um, you're part of the problem, Naomi. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's people do these things for a reason, and when you yeah. when I when they uncover the reasons, I think they're actually really fascinating. So I don't know. Yeah, it's not healthy. I'm not saying I can <laughs> it. I'm just saying I think it's interesting. It is interesting, yeah, and that's that's what makes that an interesting show as well because he yeah. but he's never at any point presented as like a heroic character or um like someone to aspire to no but you do like him in the sense that he's charismatic and yeah. you want to see what he does um so yeah he's he's a very interesting character and the fact that you see as well his background makes him very three-dimensional yes yes yeah um, he's the so charming psychopath exactly. yeah i agree which is terrifying <laughs> You've worked hard for what you have Your money, your assets, your 401k and home Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances With up to $3 million in reimbursement LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss And if your identity is stolen Your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And like even knowing that, 
we watch it and like i'm i'm the same i'm sometimes there's there's episodes where i'm like hey like you you do you joe and then and then like the the show i think the show writers smartly are like hold on no no we need to get everyone back on back on side here and just remind everyone that joe is a completely insane lunatic yeah because <laughs> there's no. every now and again there's an episode where they like bring you back to reality yeah <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of giving this trait to a villain mm. this happens so much in superhero movies which is terrible like not as bad, obviously. I mean, I, I, I know it's it's quite the juxtaposition. We're going from Joe and you. It's not Joe and you. But um, I was just looking through some of the superhero movies where this happens. And I think two out of the three Spider-Men do this. Uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew, Andrew Garfield's incarnations. Yes. They followed either Gwen or MJ from afar. For her protection. And like spied on them from trees and stuff. Got yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is creepy. Um, Superman has done this in almost every incarnation mm-hmm. where he like hovers outside of Lois's window. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, to yeah. protect her. I see. Okay, Winkling. protective. Yeah. Yeah. Even Smallville, I think he, I think, I mean, there were a lot of episodes and I can't remember all of them, but I'm sure he probably did it with Lana for a, a while in the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the X-Men movies have it with, but in, in the, in the, in the more controlling kind of way where Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is oh, obsessed yeah. with Jean Grey, even when she's in a relationship. Yeah, he knows. And he's just yeah. unrelentingly it's, goes are after they, her. Are they married at one point as well? And he's like totally unfazed by it. I don't know. Yeah, he always has to be the hero as well. He kind of has to, want, even when he says he accepts it, he has to one-up her partner on purpose because mm. he yeah. loves her more. It's, it's so a lie. Weird. He it's doesn't so accept it. Yeah. Toxic, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, a lot of superheroes, um, mm. I, like with all of these things, I think less so now, but like, yeah, um, I saw a thing on people were saying even Iron Man a bit. Um, and it's not that he necessarily stalks Pepper, but he is very controlling about where she is and who she sees. Yeah. It's the power struggle thing, isn't it? It's the interesting thing of people always say like, oh, if you had the power and visibility, what would you do? And there's always some dickhead who's like obviously i'd go into the changing room (laughs) and it's like if you actually had these powers would you dip because that's essentially what we're talking about isn't it these superheroes can float up to the ninth floor of the building where lois sleeps and watch her through the window because he can fly Mm. and so it's the power imbalancing again it's like not only am i powerful i'm gonna use it but i'm gonna say i'm protecting you but really it's not it's not protection if it's a power imbalance. You can't be in a relationship, especially if it's a power imbalance. It doesn't work. Yeah. Did you see that movie from the nineties, Hollow Man, with Kevin Bacon? And he no. got he got turned invisible and like oh, the no. stuff he did to women in that movie oh, okay. because he was invisible <laughs> is just shocking. There you oh, go. God. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like if you could, would you? And exactly. for some reason there's all these people going, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's not okay. So yeah. I don't not murder people because it's illegal. I don't yeah. murder people because I don't, don't want, want to. to get caught. You know? <laughs> get caught. But if I was invisible. Yeah, exactly. Try and catch me now. <laughs> That's true. I'm, mm. All I can think of now is the, have you guys seen The Boys? Yeah. No. Yeah, is that the, they they present the in, the invisible man very poorly. In, yeah. In, in he right. hangs out in the girls' toilets a lot. Yep. Right. Gotcha. But that's a show about how horrible all, anyone with superpowers would be. Exactly. Mm, yeah. So. so that kind of plays into it a little bit again. Right. A bit like you that's and uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, as always, we round off the episodes uh, with, uh, do you guys think this is problematic? oh god i just if apart from if it's literally being played for laughs or because they know how toxic it is and therefore that is just proving it's toxic yes obviously it's toxic. you can't use it in a serious way no (laughs) you just can't even for laughs though you've got to be careful because like there's so many rom-coms that have this or very true or just like you know like the the superhero movies and it is it is of a time i do think this is far rarer now than it was um 15 years ago yeah very good point yeah but yeah i mean the, the fact that i can the only two examples of this i can think of that where i was like yeah good or like it works. I don't want to say good. It's like it works. It's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is essentially a, a story about yeah. It's a um, pastiche of the entire trope, exactly. Right? And and it and and the the whole arc of that story is about her developing self awareness uh, and mm-hmm. like consciousness of others and yes. healthy relationships. Yes. And then obviously you, which is again, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, it, it's just taking the trope and then be like, no, this is what it would actually be like. <laughs> yeah, it would be really awful and murdery. Oh, speaking of you, I just realised Gossip Girl, Dan Humphrey. Have you guys? Yeah. Did you guys watch Gossip Girl? No, I've never actually watched Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm, well, well, it's a huge spoiler. If it's I, a prequel to you, basically. Yeah, the whole twist at the end is that like he was Gossip Girl, and uh, okay. so which I don't think actually makes sense. And I'm sure you can go through it and be nope, like, oh, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. But the idea was that then it's like, so the entire time he's been like randomly dropping gossip and ratting people out to get <laughs> with Serena yep. for like five or six seasons. However to many protect her. That's why he starts it. It's to protect her. Isn't it? Isn't, it's to protect her and also so that he can elevate his status, isn't it? Yeah, so he starts it. Well, his his uh, his defense is that he started Gossip Girl because you know she was coming back to town, and there'd been all these rumors about her. So he was like, "Okay, I'll say she's back, and I'll protect her by creating an entire gossip web of lies." Is it, is it just one of those things where they didn't know who it was, and then they just threw something together at the end? The writers. Look, I don't want to speculate what happened in the writing room, Naomi, or how many drugs they took. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, like he hadn't in- even met her. When he hatched that plan. No, he had Which is insane. He literally just read about her because she was a socialite. Yeah, yeah stalking. He, he stalked yeah, her. He stalked her before In the best way he could. Amazing. So we think it's problematic is what I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, although I can see why it's fun, I suppose. Like if you use it in a more modern way, as opposed to the old fashioned ways we're talking about, such as Edward realizing in a book published last year that his actions <laughs> in a book published 15 years previous were probably incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we couldn't see it from his point of view. We could only see it from hers. I know. So. <laughs> if you could figure out a way because the real, I think the crux of it is that it it completely blurs the line between romance and harassment. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I mean, it's always going to be hard to define what is romantic because I think one person's romantic is another person's absolute hell nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, stalking's never, it's never okay. Uh, and so I think to present it as romantic is is always going to be terrifying. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, but and then and then to justify it with but but it was love all along, guys. It's terrifying. 
<laughs> but I mean, if someone could figure out how to make that work in a modern setting, <laughs> yeah, then I guess I don't know. I I don't know how you could make it work. Just because I think stalking is always going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Unless I think it's tricky. No. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to talk about Hunger Games with Peter watching Katniss walk home every day, which was the only thing that put me against that Baker boy. And I was reading that, I was like, "Oh, you watched her go home every day for like twelve years? Bit weird, Peter." But, but that is a he bit didn't weird. go out of his way to watch her, though, did he? I not- d- look, man, the way he said he thinks he's dying when he confesses that. Okay? <laughs> he thinks he's dying. <laughs> we didn't have time for questions. <laughs> But he never does it again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this. The, the, it's a it's a big it's a big uh, win for Hunger Games. This trope, I think, pretty much non-existent in that book. Yeah, other than no, it is pretty much non-existent. That is the that. only tiny <laughs> thing, and I think it's a bit harsh. <laughs> that's just yeah. That's just him watching. I mean, I'm going to assume it was on his route home, or he or she walked past his house or something. <laughs> it was from school because he knew oh, okay. which one she was with the two little pigtails so she would watch it he just says i will watch you go home every day but as i say he was dying you know he had a fever he thought he'd been stabbed <laughs> with a sword and he does lose his leg in the books so it was a very serious situation i forgive the baker's boy does he lose his leg yeah in the book he does he has like a <sighs> yeah they give him like this amazing like futuristic yeah leg. like mm. she's gets a new ear doesn't she pretty much mm-hmm. she, yeah she gets an ear yeah exactly yeah okay if it was nowadays it would have to be an arm robot arms here's an idea for a, a, a way that it potentially could work is if the person doing the in quotes now it wouldn't be stalking though um i was gonna i was gonna suggest if it's like um uh like a a, a government agent and they're assigned to a certain person but they'd have to not let them know that they're watching them that's not it's like forced stalking because it's like their job that seems more like forced proximity. Yeah, is stalking spying? Mm. Is stalking uh, a stakeout with the police? <laughs> I think stalking. <laughs> I think stalking is, is like more than just the action of. It's like the desire to, the want to, yeah, the, yeah. the intent, the behind compulsion. It, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So if you're if it's your job and you are like a you know you have to do you're like a, a PI or something, which is actually what happens in something about Mary. Mm, the the other person is a PI, I think. Yeah, that's in uh, This Is War as well. This means war even. They're both government spies, right? And they use all their oh. equipment to spy on her. I don't yeah, know. Okay. <laughs> but, but like they're also using their work equipment to do something that has yeah. nothing to do with their job. Yeah, I'll make notes about like, that. How to get away with stalking. Number one, say and spy. Number two. Ah, so funny. <laughs> Anything else to add? Um, would you write it? No. no i must admit i didn't mind it because i think naomi does it really cleverly and it's not quite stalking but the intense in game over girl she's a bit of klepto Mm -hmm. and so and the kleptomania part is partly to do with wanting to be closer to people so i suppose Mm -hmm. you could technically argue it's stalking but it works so well with her very flawed character and you're not feeling sorry for her or people aren't like wow i'm so glad you stole my lipstick that's not what happens (laughs) she gets punished so so that's that's on the same trend as why it works exactly yeah because it's like it's part the character is so flawed and it's about a flawed character and you're not trying to Here's the issue is romanticizing it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the one issue. Yeah. You can't romanticize it or reward it because it's not healthy yes. behavior. Agreed. For anyone. I've got to tell you guys, 
one day <laughs> I will write a stalker. I thought you were going to say one day I will stalk someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll find out what all the fuss is about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do some research and then... <laughs> uh, well, until that day. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense for another episode. To stay tuned to everything we're up to, you can follow the podcast on all socials at The Chosen Tropes. Follow Melissa at Meliva, Naomi at Naomi G. Writes, and Jamie at Jamie X. Greenwood. Don't forget to check out Naomi and Melissa's books, as well as the Right and Wrong podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next trope. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.